This podcast is brought to you by Visit Bucks County, which promotes travel to Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Ideally located just 25 miles from Philadelphia and 75 miles from New York City, Bucks County offers scenic countryside, outdoor adventure, historic parks, downtown charm, miles of gardens and vineyards, and award-winning dining and accommodations. Plan your getaway now at visitbuckscounty.com. So we're driving in the car and I have this vision of lavender. And so I turned to my husband and I said, what if we just grow lavender? And he looked back at me and said, do the deer eat it? And so I said, no. And he said, great. Sounds great. I'm Brooke Hillman, and this is From the Locals, our podcast that explores the people, places, and experiences that make Bucks County, Pennsylvania a truly unique destination. On today's show, Patty Lyons of the Peace Valley Lavender Farm joins us to tell us about how her and her husband started the Peace Valley Lavender Farm over 20 years ago, based on a vision that she had while they were driving in the car of a field of lavender. The farm, which is located in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, is one of my most favorite places in the county. The gorgeous hillside of Lavender looks out over Peace Valley Park and Lake Galena, which are beautiful in themselves. And year-round, you can visit their barn and gift shop for the most incredible selection of Lavender-based products, including everything from Lavender Lotion and Pillow Spray to Lavender Honey and Cookies. And in June, when the Lavender is in full bloom, you can do one of my favorite activities, which is go out into the field and pick your own lavender to bring home. There's nothing else quite like it, and I'm so excited for Patty to be on the show today to share her story about how it all got started. And as always, don't forget that if you want a behind-the-scenes look at today's episode, make sure you keep an eye out on visitbuckscounty.com for my blog post, which will include some bonus content. And make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode of From the Locals. Thank you so much for listening. Patty, thank you for joining us for today's show. I am so excited to have you here because the Peace Valley Lavender Farm is just one of my favorite places. And there is so much I want to ask you about because I have visited there so many times over the years. I'm a plant lover myself. And so just just absolutely so thrilled to have you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And so um, can you tell me, are you and your husband originally from Bucks County? I am not. I am from Nebraska. So I grew up um, as a farm girl in Nebraska and migrated to the West Coast where I met my husband, who's from Connecticut. We just both happened to meet up on the West Coast and then moved to Pennsylvania to do an apprenticeship on an organic vegetable farm. Um, that was That's our so interesting. dream to, to farm organically. And so we apprenticed on a farm, then started our first farm um, in Bucks County, um, where we started with a CSA and then grew specialty salad greens for restaurants in New York City and Washington, D.C., and then eventually started the Lavender Farm. All very cool. And so so neither you or your husband are originally from Bucks County. No. So why no. why this area specifically? Did you pick this area or was it just happened to be where the opportunity was? Um, no, it's where the opportunity was. There was a, 
there was an organic vegetable farm that was taking on apprentices. And at the time we were, we were um, figuring out what we wanted to do. Um, when my husband and I met, we were working in a natural food store in San Diego. So our oh. interest was in organic. It was in sustainable and um, even though sustainable wasn't an idea back then, sure. but that, that, that sort of, that sort of idea of just working, um, working the land, um, working organically. And we felt like we had two choices. We could go the university route. Um, UC Santa Cruz had an organic vegetable, organic farming program. And then Mm -hmm. there was the real world experience of apprenticeship on a farm. And so we decided to go the real world route. And so we took this uh, apprenticeship opportunity and it was in Percocy. Oh, Percocy. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And what year was this again? Um, 1991. Okay. So you and your husband um, start this apprenticeship in 1991. And how long do you do that before moving on to the next venture? We did the, we only did the apprenticeship for, um, for one season. Oh, one so season. Not even, okay. It wasn't even a full calendar year for one season. And one of the things we realized in that apprenticeship was that we didn't want to work that hard for someone else. Right. That right. It was hard work. I grew up as, as a farmer's daughter, so I know how difficult farming is sure. as just a lifestyle. So we just said, if we're going to work this hard, it's, it's for us. Mm-hmm. So we left that and started our first farm. And so my husband's brother who had a plot of land was where we started our first, the first CSA. Actually, it was the first CSA in Bucks County. Oh, really? That's Um, so interesting. Yeah. And then um, eventually we put up the greenhouses and started doing the, the specialty green. Yeah. So you and your husband were actually growing specialty greens for restaurants in New York City and Washington, D.C., which I think is so interesting. So tell me about that a little bit. How how did that go? I think initially we just wanted to do a vegetable farm Mm -hmm. and um, vegetable farming is really difficult. It's very labor intensive, especially organic. And we didn't have a big plot of land to work with. So that limited our ability too. So, so our first, um, shift was to get out of just vegetables and the CSA to something that was a little more profitable. Mm. And that was growing in greenhouses, um, specialty salad greens for the restaurants. So it wasn't, that definitely wasn't our initial uh, vision, but it evolved to that. And it was, it was great. It was very successful. Um, But it's greenhouse growing is seven days a week year round. (laughs) So it was, it didn't take too many years before we were feeling kind of burnt out by that. And decided to sell that business and do something else. And that became Lavender. Yeah. So obviously Lavender is, you know, where you are today and you had grown a lot of things at this point, right? And you had the apprenticeship, you did the vegetable farm. So how, how did you land on Lavender and, and use that to kind of start creating this business? Um, we had bought the property that, that the Lavender farm is on Um, We weren't quite sure what we wanted to do next. Mm -hmm. And, but I think we knew, or at least I knew it, I wanted to keep doing something agricultural and Mm -hmm. maybe it's the farm girl in me. I don't know, but (laughs) um, we were driving in the car one day and I, I literally had a, 
vision of a field of lavender. Oh my gosh. And because we always grew a little bit of lavender in our edible flower garden mm-hmm. um, at, at our old farm. Um, and I loved the scent of lavender and would use lavender products instead of perfumes. Right. Um, so we're driving in the car and I have this vision of lavender. And so I turned to my husband and I said, what if we just grow lavender? And he looked back at me and said, do the deer eat it? <laughs> and so I said, no. And he said, great. Sounds <laughs> Sounds great. good. Yeah. yeah. So that was really, that was really the beginning. And then it has evolved over these almost 20 years um, as to the types of lavender that we grow and what we do with it. So lavender is uh, one of the great things about it is its versatility. Mm. So you can cook with it, you can clean with it, you can soothe and relax yourself with it, you can decorate with it, you can just have it in your garden as a pollinator plant. I mean, it's just, you know, a whole uh, range of, of possibilities. So as, yeah. a, as an idea for a business, it was uh, pretty good. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and so what year was it that you actually started the lavender farm that you kind of began working on? I know it was probably some time before you officially opened, but... Yeah, so we, we moved to the property in 1998 and um, there obviously was no lavender. It was just a grassy field. There wasn't even a driveway to get onto the field. Wow. <laughs> so the so that first that first year we started to just develop the property. So mm-hmm. we built the barn um and so that was in 99. Okay. And then we in that same year we started tilling up the gardens. And so we opened our gift shop in uh, the end of 2000. So okay. like Christmas Christmas season in 2000. Yeah. Um, and so you open and you said around 2000. That's right. Um, and was it about the size that it is today? You said you started a little bit smaller. No, we started much smaller. So we've, we, so we have about a little over an acre in production. I think when we first started, we had uh, maybe a third of that. Okay. So we've, we've continued to add gardens until we've, we've sort of maxed out what we can do on this plot of land. And the types, the different cultivars of lavender that we grow has evolved over time too. So when we first started, I had about 500 little plants that I grew from seed. Wow. (laughs) Started started in the greenhouses of our, of our old uh, business. Business. Mm Because while we had this property and didn't know what we were going to do, we were still involved in our old business as this idea came to fruition. So I started some lavender from seed. We brought those first plants over and put them in. And then I was, of course, studying lavender and came to realize that growing from seed wasn't the ideal way of propagating lavender. It's certainly one way. But so after that, I started looking for um, different cultivars to add to the gardens and start propagating and then start working with a a grower who could do the propagation for us instead of uh, myself. And different varieties were good for us, some Mm -hmm. weren't. So it's all sort of uh, taken all these years to figure out what works best. And then we had um, in the last maybe three or four years with the way that weather patterns have changed, we started having some wet winters. So when it's raining in February 
instead of snowing, yeah. <laughs> that's really that's really uh, detrimental to a lot yeah. of plants, but especially lavender. And so that is re- was really devastating. So we lost a lot of plants. And a couple of years ago, we just decided to do a major replanting. Um, okay. So we tore up a lot of the gardens and added more organic matter, sort of redressed everything and replanted. Mm -hmm. So that was a big undertaking. And we're seeing the results of that now. So um, yeah, so that's kind of how we how we've evolved. So you mentioned that there's different types of lavender, and I'm wondering if you can maybe go over what kind exactly it is that you grow at the lavender farm there and what makes those specific types um, good for for the certain products that you sell. Sure. So there we grow two different species of lavender Mm -hmm. and then different cultivars within those two species. There are more than 20 different species of lavender. Really? Yeah. So while there there are more than 20 different species of lavender, there are really just two that are grown worldwide for oil and flower production. Okay. And those are the same two species that we grow. So there is the Lavangula angustifolias, commonly called English lavenders. And then we have several different uh, varieties or cultivars of those. They give a fine quality of essential oil. Um, It's what you would use in aromatherapy. It's what you would use for perfume making. It's what you would use for cooking and baking. Okay. Um, The second species that we grow are, uh, is called Lavangula intermedia, a hybrid of the Angustifolia species and another species called Lavangula latifolia. Um, And then there are different cultivars within that species. Most of them have uh, a varying degree of camphor within their essential oil. And that camphor note is what makes the essential oil considered less fine um, Mm. in the world of fragrance. So we use a lot of essential oil of the hybrid lavenders, um, especially in our, our cleaning products, you know, our liquid soaps, our Mm -hmm. surface cleaner, those sorts of things where that camphor note, which is kind of strong and almost medicinal smelling uh, is, seems appropriate. It's not the lot. We don't use, um, those lavenders for cooking because that Mm -hmm. camphor note is again, not while you could eat it, you may not like it. Very cool. Um, I think that's one of the things that's really interesting as well is just that it's so versatile. I know when I was in the shop, I saw you have like lavender furniture oil and, you know, then you have the whole kind of aromatherapy section of products and, you know, there's just so much that you can do with it. Um, it's a really, really cool plant. The primary, um, thing I think of about lavender is it has a calming and soothing effect on us. Mm -hmm. Even if it just gives you a moment to pause and take a breath, right? How, how powerful that is and what a a sort of relaxing ripple effect it can have in our lives. So we always just kind of smile when people come in and they'll just be like, (sighs) (sighs) you almost have to do that when you walk in because you're just hit with this wonderfully powerful ultra calming smell of lavender and there's nothing quite like it and it almost is like an automatic reaction when you walk in to just take this like huge deep it breath is. Of, I know <gasps> I know and then and then we always we always joke like we had a nickel for every time someone walks in and says I love lavender yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
coming up, Patty tells us about everything that's going on at the Lavender Farm right now that you can do when you come and visit. Everything from tours to picking your very own lavender right in the field. So make sure you stick around because that's all coming up right after this. Grab a hammer and make music at Ringing Rocks Park, Conquer Kids Castle, and then journey back in time at the Van Sant Historic Airfield watching biplanes and gliders take flight. Bucks County is full of free outdoor family fun. Go to visitbuckscounty.com to find more outdoor itineraries. Travel through riverside towns and past sprawling farmsteads as you embark on one of Bucks County's many family-friendly driving tours. From stops along the Underground Railroad to historic covered bridges and haunted landmarks, take in the scenery from the comfort of your own vehicle. Go to visitbuckscounty.com for a full list of driving tour itineraries. Patty, so there are going to be some people listening to this who maybe have never been to the Lavender Farm before and maybe never even to Peace Valley and seen Lake Galena. And so I would love for you to, if you could speak to those people, paint a picture for them. What is it like when they come and visit the farm? Sure. Uh, Well, the first thing is that we are located directly across the street from Peace Valley Park Mm -hmm. and Lake Galena. So if you're sitting on one of the benches um, on the edge of the Lavender Gardens, you can look across the street and see Lake Galena, uh, which is something I do every day. I mean, I don't actually stop and sit on the bench. I wish (laughs) I felt like I could, but, but I look across the street every day and see the lake. And so it's really just a beautiful area. Peace Valley Nature Center is down the street from us. Um, but when you come here, um, you come up the driveway. Um, we have a big barn with a red roof you can see behind me and the lavender lavender gardens out in front. Um, on the lower level of the barn is our gift shop. Um, in the summer, when the weather is nice, we open up our drying room so you can see where we dry the lavender. Our distiller is in that room, our lavender stripping machine. Um, so you can kind of see a little bit of the, of the behind the scenes work that we do. Um, and then we have the gift shop where we have a variety of lavender offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer pick your own lavender we didn't do it last year. It was the first year we hadn't done it, obviously, because of the pandemic. And um, But we will be offering Pick Your Own Lavender this season. Great. Otherwise, people just come. They hang out on the benches. They enjoy the lavender, um, the view, and that's it. Yeah. One of my favorite things that I always get every time I come are the lavender um, shortbread cookies. I oh, think yeah. they are just <laughs> so good. They are so good. So every time I come there, I have to buy a package of them. Yeah, they are good. And those are made with our lavender by um, Susan Kahn at Bucks County Cookie Company. So we partner with a couple of local businesses. Susan makes the cookies for us. Um, We have these really beautiful um, tea towels, tote bags, and pillows that have our logo on it um, that are made by the company Eric and Christopher uh, up in Percocy. Um, So yeah, so we we try to keep, um, we try to work with as many local Uh, businesses as we can to offer Mm. products to. I love that. I love to see businesses supporting businesses. I think that's so great, especially in the the small business world. Um, And so uh, you also offer tours there of the farm. Is that right? Yeah. So we try to do tours um, through 
appointment. Um, okay. Usually groups of 10. Um, there's no charge for tours. So we try to do it with groups of 10 or more. We'd like mm-hmm. to schedule them in advance. The tour takes, you know, it takes about an hour and it covers, you know, some of what we've just talked about here today. Um, but we get to go out in the gardens and look at the plants and I pass things around for people to smell and touch. And I do a little smell test with uh, people comparing the different types of essential oils Um And we talk more about, you know, the history of lavender and then also ways in which people can bring lavender into their everyday life, um, Mm. using it for, you know, for helping them sleep or um, cooking or, you know, all the things, again, that we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And uh, right now is actually prime time there, right? This is when the lavender is in full bloom and people, and this time being June, in case there's people listening at a different point. Yeah. Don't come in August for, 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 you can come in August, but don't come in August for pick your own. Uh, It's all over. Yeah. So throughout the month of June, um, up until usually by the second week of July, everything has been harvested. Um, Okay. And then we do get a small fall rebloom. So not all lavenders give a second bloom, but some do. Um, and that usually happens in mid-September into early October. So um, if you miss this, this, the spring slash summer bloom, um, you know, try again in September and see if you can catch a little bit of lavender then. Great. So um, June is prime time for you. Um, yes. But outside of that, or for harvesting, I should say, but outside of that, people can come year round to the... Yeah, we're open. Our gift shop is open year round, Thursday through Sunday. So you've been open for, I guess, about 20 years now, maybe a little over yeah. 20 yeah. years. So when yeah. you think about, um, that's a long time and congratulations on that because Thank that you. itself yeah. is just, is really awesome. Um, when you think about this business that you've built based on that vision that you had all those years ago, has this really become what, what you envisioned or has it exceeded your expectations? Yeah, I think it has. I think it has. I mean, I, uh, my vision was simply a field of lavender and I've we've certainly created that. <laughs> so everything that, everything that has, you know, developed from that has been, you know, sort of unexpected and, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of work, though. Sometimes, you know, people will come in and they'll say, oh, this is so nice. You guys must never get stressed out. You know, <laughs> and it's like we kind of look at each other smiling, <laughs> knowing that that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, then you just put your face in a bunch of lavender mm-hmm. and inhale and, <laughs> and just you forget think, all oh, about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, how fortunate, how fortunate we are to have been able to make this uh, vision come to reality. Um, Just really, really a sense of of gratitude for our, um, our opportunity. And 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 the responsibility that we feel to that we have in sharing that with others, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, we don't own the beauty of the lavender, we just are sort of caretakers for it. I love that. Um, And I think on that note, Patty, we can move on to the next part of our interview, which is our final three in Bucks County. So at the end of all of our interviews, we ask everyone the same three questions. And our first one is, why are you proud to call Bucks County home to your business? Bucks County is, like I said, I'm not a native, Mm -hmm. um, but I've been here long enough to, for it to feel like home. And I think 
one of the things I like about Bucks County is where it's physically situated. So we're equal, not equal distance, but you know, we're situated between Philadelphia and New York City. Mm-hmm. So we sort of have access, easy access to all that the cities have to offer. Um, but I always say one of my favorite things about going to the city is being able to leave <laughs> yeah. and, and, and come home again. It's so, so, true. so that's one thing I, I like about Bucks County. Also, I just think that we have in Bucks County, you know, all these little towns that have really, you know, first class restaurants, um, activities. And, and I don't know, I just think that we kind of have the best of it all Mm -hmm. in Bucks County. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and the next question is, um, what is your favorite Bucks County hidden gem? I don't know so much it's hidden, but but at the same time, when I ask people, a lot of people, even people who live here, if they've ever been there and they say, no, I'm surprised. And that's Font Hill. Yes. Um, I love Font Hill. Mm-hmm. I've gone so many times I could probably do the tour myself. <laughs> um, but anytime someone comes to visit, I make sure that we take them to Font Hill. Mm-hmm. And anytime people come to our gift shop and they're from out of town and they want to know what else there is to do. I mean, we we suggest a few things, but I always suggest Font Hill. I just think it's, um, there's nothing like it anywhere else. Um, The man was quite eccentric and interesting, but the building itself, oh my gosh, like just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to describe to people. So you have to see it. So that's my, I would say that's my favorite hidden gem. Yes. That's such a good one. And um, for people who don't know who might be listening, Font Hill Castle is the former home of Henry Mercer, who was a local to Bucks County and Doylestown. And on the property as well was his Moravian Tile Works business, um, but just an incredible structure and piece of architecture and you can take tours and learn about the history and learn about his life and yeah just really really cool place I think that's such a good hidden gem for people yeah yeah um and so then the last question of our final three is if you had um, a tourist coming to Bucks County just for 24 hours um they only had one day to kind of soak it all in what would you recommend that they put on their must-do list um, well, it would kind of depend on the season true, that, true. that they were coming mm-hmm. in. Um, of course, I would have Font Hill yeah. um, on that list. I think if they were coming in the spring, I would send them to Bowman's Hill Wildflower Preserve. Oh, I think that's, that's a, a good really line. beautiful place. And yes. I think when you go in the spring and you see all of those, the I think they call them spring ephemerals, like the beautiful spring flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're here in the fall, I would probably send them over to Solberry Orchards for yes. apple picking. Good. Um, definitely, I'd send everybody to Font Hill. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say, you know, checking out one of the uh, bodies of water. So, of course, we're partial to Lake Galena, mm-hmm. uh, but Nakamixon is really beautiful. And of course, the river. So any, yes. you know, like New Hope or, you know, crossing over into Lambertville, um, any one of the restaurants, we have some just really first class restaurants in the area. So mm-hmm. um, I have my favorites, but I would probably just give people a, a list and say, here, <laughs> go to one of these wonderful restaurants. 
<laughs> Good suggestions. I loved all of them. Um, and so that brings us to the last part of our interview, Patty, which okay. is our rapid fire questions. And so Ooh. we have a set of rapid fire questions, all Bucks County themed, and I'm going to set a timer and we're going to see if you can get through all of them in under a minute. Oh boy. So okay. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Riverside dining or lakeside picnic? Uh, Riverside dining. Wine trail or ale trail? Wine trail. Touring Pensbury Manor or Andalusia House and Gardens? Ooh, I've never been to either one, but I think I'm interested in Andalusia. Yeah, I haven't been either, but I want to go there too. Um, Strawberry picking in the summer or apple picking in the fall? Apple picking. Fine art gallery or antique store? Oh, antique store. Mm -hmm. Rock climbing or biking? Biking. Mm -hmm. Baked sweet treat or homemade ice cream? Homemade ice cream. (laughs) Farmer's market or fashion boutique? Farmer's market. Yes, me too. Me too. Well, that was very fast. You got through all of them (laughs) with plenty of time to spare. Yeah, great job. And Patty, thank you again for being on today's show with us. We are all so glad that you started the Lavender Farm from that vision that you had all those years ago. So thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much again for joining us to learn about the Peace Valley Lavender Farm. Remember, if you want to get out and visit them when the lavender is in full bloom, make sure you do that in June. Outside of that, their gift shop is open year round. You can also get more information and even shop some of their products on their website, which is peacevalleylavender.com. Once again, I'm your host, Brooke Hillman, and I'll see you next time here on From the Locals.